When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I know. You're like, we got to talk about this again. Didn't we just go through this last night on the post-game show and I couldn't sleep last night because what I saw was just an absolute collapse. No one knows collapses better than Jerry, both literally and figuratively, okay? Because he's collapsed when he's coached the game and we saw the biggest collapse that I thought I'd ever see when we were in Chicago during Tyreek Evans' rookie year and the Kings came from 35 down halfway through the third quarter to win that. Jerry, was last night's 22-point collapse with 822 left in the fourth worse than what we saw in Chicago? Well, it was equal. I would say that because obviously you're 22 down or 22 ahead with, uh, you know, 10 or 11 minutes to go. And that's, uh, you know, so that's a pretty much equal to that. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know that I've seen I, – I was really thinking about it, but I, I can't recall a Kings team blowing that big – anything like that. You know, we've seen – you know, yep. like anybody follows the NBA, you see blown leads and you see coming yep. behind and all that, but nothing to that level. And, of course, I think the stats would prove that out, that what it was like one in – 12,000 or whatever it was. It was just uh, eight minutes, 22 seconds left, Jerry. You're up 22 with eight minutes and 22 seconds left. Yeah. And and at the time, you know, early on, I mean, shortly right after that, you saw the momentum starting to change a little. And of course I was feeling, okay, you know, this thing might get to 10 or 12, 10 points or so, you know, I mean, just knowing you're on the road, you're playing Durant who's been quiet, hadn't done much. And, and Booker and, you know, Grayson Allen had been easily their best player. Uh, so I, I thought, yeah, they, they'll they'll probably get on a little run here, but all the Kings got to do is continue to score and they can't lose. Well, of course, they didn't continue to score. Uh, I thought, Grant, I don't know what, you, you know, your feelings was, but I thought that was the first time I've seen the Kings really try to play hero ball uh, at the end. And, and yeah. uh, you know, really – Played a lot of one-on-one, of course, for, trying to make two plays that weren't there, which resulted all of a sudden in turning the ball over, which they yep. had they had in the whole game. So, does it appear to be worse? In other words, was last night worse because of what had just happened forty-eight hours previously in Milwaukee, where you had that game seemingly won? and you missed three or four free throws, and you allow the other team to hit a shot to win it at the buzzer and Damian Lillard. Does, does that compound what we saw last night? Yeah, it probably does. Even though, you know, my take on the Milwaukee thing was Milwaukee actually took a little gas themselves. 
uh, gagged to, to allow the Kings to get back to take it to overtime. Good so, point. So Good point. I, I think it's just, Good you know, point. you have to put it in perspective there, but uh, obviously to lose that one, is just there's no excuses for it, you know, because we could easily say, well, just make a couple plays or whatever, and you had a four and one road trip. Well, but you didn't. And so you, you come limping home with two and three and only beating two bad teams. So, uh, uh, yeah, they got to, you know, it's just one of those things to where right now, if you're Kings fan, you're thinking, can we hold on to, you know, playoff contention yep. as opposed to moving up the ladder? Well, they got a brutal stretch. They only have four home games left before the All-Star break, two on this trip or two here beginning tomorrow with Indiana. Then they go on the road for the longest trip of the year. They come home for two games. By the way, the second of those two games, Denver. And then, Jerry, going into the break, here are your four games going to the All-Star break. Denver at home, at Oklahoma City, at Phoenix, at Denver. I mean, that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. By the way, before we answer that, you can join us. You can join us right here. Just hit that link. You can go audio only. You can go video and audio. We really appreciated all the people that have taken the time to join us on the post game. Uh, Ryan's done a great job at that. We'll bring him on now. Ryan, uh, very simple to do, right? For the folks that might be a little nervous, don't be nervous. It's easy. You don't even have to show your face if you want. You can just do audio, right? Absolutely. We'd love to have you. Grant's got the link up there. Also, scan that QR code up in the left-hand corner of the screen. That yep. will take you right to the link to join the show. All right. So we got the three of us now. Ryan, you've been following the Kings for a long time. Not as long as uh, Jerry and me because you weren't born. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah. was that the worst collapse you've seen? It's up there. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Grant, when you parlay it with what happened in Milwaukee and you take into account its two potential playoff teams. It's there, especially for this year. Yeah. Jerry, I, I've been talking about this for a couple of months. And I know the standings are there for a reason, and I get that. And I know the Kings are, you know, significantly above 500, and I get that. But I keep going back to this is, for all intents and purposes, the same team as last year. The difference, the main difference to me is you have a Keegan Murray who's in his second year and is better. So I think that is the biggest difference. But I think last year's team, just to me, I felt more comfortable with last year's team. I, I felt like there was more optimism with last year's team. I felt like that they would be that team. I don't feel that way about this year's team. I mean, am I, am I missing something here? No, well, you may be, but I, I kind of feel the same way. And I felt that way for some time. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. I, I don't know how much worse this team is than last year. I mean, but I think the West is so much better. And, and yeah. for them to, to, you know, I didn't see any chance for them, barring a lot of injuries, to have any way, shape, or form a third-place finish. And and so, and then just to your point, that makes the schedule so tough, you know, the where they can go on and, on the road and, and get easy wins or wins anywhere is a, a tough win. So, yeah, and I think expectations. You know, we all yep. had ex- – and that, that makes it tougher on teams, uh, you know, it's fallen – football for years like you have as well as basketball and teams uh, a lot of times that has a little negativity attached to it from players and coach ryan look at sea dog he said barnes and herder were much better last season you know what i think he's spot on 
you know? Yeah, you know, they had their times. That's the thing. We have our great memories about Kevin Herter when he hits game winners and Harrison Barnes when he hits eight three-pointers in the first half, but they're just not too frequent enough. Yeah. All right, let's get to Alex. Alex, uh, thank you very much for joining us here. What's your question? Uh, Just I see this team against some of these opponents in the West, and it's been talked about before, the length, the athleticism. It's just last year was great. We got to that point. Is that the same expectations this year, or are we looking to make that next step? And if we're looking to make that next step, it feels like a trade. Okay. Thank you for the question, Alex. Jerry, what do you think? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Obviously, you'd like to take that next step. Uh, and I hate to, to, you know, be a negative because I really enjoy this team and 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 the, the players on it, everything about it. But I just don't think there's a next step for this team. You know, I, I think that at the top of the West, you're just teams more talented. And with the current roster, I don't know what you do about that. Uh, as they are, I think they're they're a playoff team and. But are they a contender for the West? I don't believe that they are. Uh, you know, I think they need another key player, at least one, you know, one starting caliber player uh, to to have a chance, you know, competing against the, the Clippers or the Nuggets or, or the Oklahoma City, any of those teams. And so, you know, that's uh, – I don't think they can be scared about, but, but that's a reality. It's no different than it was back in – 99 2000 early on when the team was good they were fun but they weren't good enough and they had to make changes to to get better jerry the kings are kind of at that point right now right where they traded for mike bibby back in like the early 2000s you know and they are they need that mid-range piece and i think when keegan murray on this road trip has played well he's shown you how much different this king's team is when you have an effective player in the mid-range yeah, you know, and, and as Grant pointed out, I mean, I, I think Keegan is the least of their problems because he's made remarkable progress in, in, on both sides of the ball. He, you know, in his second year, he's become their best defender, uh, which is, is asking a lot, by the way. Uh, and, you know, my only problem with Keegan is I, I really, some of it's on him, but I think some's on the team, you know, getting more shots. You know, in the fourth quarter, he had one shot and he made it. Uh, Domas had two shots and he made them. Uh, Vesnikov had one shot and he made it. Uh, yep. You know, it's like, well, you know, maybe you're not, maybe some of the, the guys who are taking most of the shots should be taking less. Uh, mm. And so, but anyway, yeah, I I mean, I think that Keegan going forward, he, he certainly can be a third best, maybe, you know, but I'd agree with the earlier thing about, you know, Herter and Barnes just haven't been consistent enough. And, uh, you know, and certainly Barnes at that at the age where you probably what you see is what you get. Uh, I think you know I think Herder there's a lot a lot of be explained and the best could still be ahead. Uh, yeah, I've I've always been in the the opinion and much like I know some people I knew from Atlanta that Atlanta really as much as they liked Herder they felt Bogey was the superior player, and and uh, they kept him it proved out. Yeah, and, and and I always thought that was, you know, uh, bogey, you know, on this team, uh, you know, another consistent pros pro kind of guy, uh, maybe could have made a difference. Ryan, I'm going to let you handle the calls. I can't uh, scroll down. Um, yeah, Jerry, absolutely. Talk about, 
Jerry, you, you talk about, you know, making a move or not making a move or, you know, the team the Kings are playing tomorrow just made a, a big move, a bold move. And a lot of Kings fans were hoping to get Pascal Siakam, but a couple of things there. He doesn't have a contract for next year and you have to give up a lot to get him. But just, you know, let's talk about that move to Indiana. I mean, assuming that Tyrus Halliburton is going to be healthy once he gets through this hamstring injury, that's a pretty impressive looking lineup right there. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think it's a, it's certainly a bold move. I mean, I think it tells you they're really trying to to make a run at the East. And I think, you know, I mean, they might. I don't think they're as good as Boston or 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 Philly or Milwaukee, but but they're a lot closer. And yeah. uh, uh, and I think it's amazing that they got him for what they traded. You know, I mm-hmm. thought they'd have to trade Matherin or someone like that, and so they kept. You know, I, I mean, not that Brown's not a terrific player. He is. But, uh, I, I mean, he was expendable. So, they, yeah, it was a good job. But the risk going forward, uh, I think he'll make them better. Okay. Can you re-sign him for sure? And if you do, is it is it a contract that you're going to be sorry with in about two years? I Great. Mean, those. I mean, there's always those things that, you know, those things are when they're five years long and two hundred million. Ask Ask Phoenix about Bradley Beal. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Great point there by Jerry Eli. Thank you for calling, Grant and Jerry. You're on the air. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Um, Hello, Eli. Hey, uh, Grant. So I agree with you that last year the optimism was definitely there relative to where the expectations were compared to this year. I don't feel that same optimism, but. I had uh, I had two questions for you guys. Maybe Jerry, you can chime in. To what extent do you think were the failures of the last two games an issue with the coaching as opposed to the players? And the second question is, do you think you know what we were just talking about making moves is the only real way for this team to move forward and progress is to make a major move, or is there do you find another way to move forward? Well, you know, the only thing I'd say, you know, in general, I mean, obviously, coaches don't miss free throws, and. Uh, or turn the ball over, and 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 that. So I, I think to some degree. Now the, the the second guess that I would do related to Coach Brown, I think he's done an overall great job. But I, I and Grant and I have talked about this before over the years. Is yep. I really believe, and I still think I'm right, is that in the last five or six minutes of the game, it's a different game. Uh, the referees let it go a little more. It gets more physical. It gets harder to get shots. I think this team, instead of kind of free trying to kind of play the free-flowing game, really need more structure to where they have play sets, calls, getting shots for certain guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I mean, Doc Phoenix could do, do it. They weren't really caught, but they, they had isolation guys, and they isolated them, you know, and got their, and got their shots. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's something, you know, if Mike Brown were to ask me, I'd say, I really think you've got to find a way to to be more consistent in the last five minutes of a game. You know, you see the same thing in playoffs to where, you know, the ref's going to swallow the whistles a little bit. you got to go make, you know, make shots and get shots for the guys you want to get them for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli, we appreciate the call. Thank you so Thank much, you, Grant. What are your thoughts? I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I don't want to contradict myself here because they said we need to stop talking about last year on a recent show. But I think that what's relevant about comparing this year's team to last year's team is it's basically the same personnel. And because last year was filled with optimism and results, I mean, 48 wins, a three seed, a thrilling seven-game series against Golden State, the natural progression is to build on that. 
But as you guys have talked about, the West is significantly better this year because the West is healthier this year. So it's probably not realistic that this roster is going to be a three seed in the West unless there are injuries ahead of them. But I still think that the Kings are a playoff team. The, the big issue as we get towards the All-Star break is that only the top six teams are guaranteed to go into the playoffs. And with the Kings Jekyll and Hyde that we've seen this year, that one and done or two and done if you're seven and eight is a very precarious situation. That would not make me comfortable if I'm a Kings fan if this team is seven, eight, nine, or ten. I don't like their chances very well. I really don't. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I bet a lot of other teams would not want to see the Kings in the play-in either because they're so Jekyll and Hyde. How do you prepare yep. for them? So we get to Dash. Welcome to the show. You're on with Grant and Jerry. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Dash. Um, no, que- no question today. I just wanted, since Jerry's on the show, uh, I just wanted to uh, say thank you to both Grant and Jerry. Uh, some of my best childhood memories are those early, ni- uh, late 90s, early 2000s Kings. And, you know, I became a Kings loyalist for life. And that probably has as much to do with the team being good as much as you guys being on the broadcast. Um, so on behalf of me and countless other thank fans, you. Uh, thank you for doing this and uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, Jerry, uh, good to see you uh, healthy and uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. By the way, guys, Dash, I, I would tell you, Grant's too humble to tell you this, but Grant and I are totally responsible for all that success. Uh, The the team, I don't think, would want a single game without us. So, You know what? Exactly. And and the reason why Jerry appears on this show is the heavy stipend that I send him every month. Um, You know, it's in the neighborhood of what we received from doing the LeBron James Nike commercial, you know. And so, Jerry, you know, just keep going to your mailbox. You never know what you're going to find. You know, you never know. I I do keep going to it, but... uh, it's uh, a little bear here the last several years. <laughs> hey, mail delivery is slow these days, Jerry, okay? You know? <laughs> is this a check or an IOU? I don't even know what this is. There you go. Hey, you know, I didn't think we'd be laughing today, but I'm happy that after blowing a 22-point lead last night with 822 left, we're able to laugh because you, know, you don't see that every day. And um, Jerry and I have been on the both sides of this, just so you know, many times. And when you go through a 82 game season, you're going to see very weird things. You're going to see things that you're like, you know, again, we go into Oakland and we're playing the Warriors, right? And the Kings aren't in the playoffs. And, you know, you're playing a really good Warriors team. And we sit there and watch Clay Thompson score 37 points in the third quarter. You know, it's like going to a baseball game and you you sit there and you're watching the A's play in front of 10,000 people one day. And all of a sudden you witness a perfect game or a no hitter. And you talk about that for the rest of your life. That's the beauty of sports. Unfortunately for the Kings fans, you're on the wrong side of this one. You're going to be on the other side of that from time to time. But, boy, when you're on the wrong side, it sucks and it hurts. It's painful, man. Okay. Quick guys, a thought on that, too. I always remember the game playing the Warriors. They're obviously very good. And the Kings went over. Isaiah Thomas went off and basically beat him by himself down the stretch. You know, so like I say, it goes both ways. And, you know, uh, you know, you, it's it's almost like a Bill Belichick thing in this league. It's yep. uh, you know on the Cincinnati. Uh, you know, you can't, you you just can't put too much focus on it. If you do, it'll take all all the joy yep. out of the sport. Hey guys, I want to tell you about New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. They are available around the clock, twenty four seven for all of your plumbing needs. Just go to SacServicePlumbing.com or call the number on your screen. That's New Works Plumbing. 
they've got a fix for you. And again, I want to thank all the people that have reached out to me that have had plumbing issues when they've used New Works Plumbing and giving me such positive feedback. I send that right over to the company. They're greatly appreciative of it as well. Again, New Works Plumbing, SacServicePlumbing.com. Uh, no fix though. They can't, they're good at plumbing, but they can't fix the King's problems right now. I can tell you that. They want, they would love to, but they can't. And they got some problems right now. But as you said, Jerry, you can't do anything about last night. You can only do something about your next game. Yeah, and, and the roster is the roster. I mean, you know, if you're Coach Brown, you've got to, uh, you know, focus on what you can do to, to get ready for the next game the rest of the season. If if you can make a good deal, I mean, obviously, Monty McNair's not uh, – he understands what he's watching in front of him. So, uh, you know, we just have to see if something can be done and, and or maybe adjustments uh, – you know, with the roster, how they utilize players. I, I guess another little second guess I'd have, I'd like to see, you know, Vesnikov get consistent minutes for a period to see. You if, said that for a while. Yeah, to see if, I mean, I don't know that it, it he's the answer or make him better. I don't know that, but I do know some others haven't. I know yep. pretty much for a fact. All right, <laughs> so, what about this question from Sea Dog? What does the team need more, better depth and role players or another star or starting wing? Well, I, I think uh, this is a star league, so I don't know that you can get a mate, but but you need what this team needs more than role players. Not that that wouldn't help another good role player. They need a, a guy that's good enough to start. You know, they they need somebody better than, say, one of the current starters. That that's my opinion. That of course, if you had that, then maybe one of the starters becomes to the bench, and so you're better that way as well. But. Uh, Say getting another, and no disrespect here. I mean, it sounds like it, another Kessler Edwards or, or someone that that really uh, that that doesn't uh, feed the bulldog. So Jerry, I, I have back. a go ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, Jerry, I just have a quick question because you've been you've been a big proponent of a starting two guard, right? Uh, uh, maybe mm -hmm. a star in that position, and I, I guess sometimes the Kings go against the grain offensively that's the best way to put it so is it possible that sacramento's offense is not really set up for a star traditional two guard um it's a good point i mean i i, I think it, it's probably like most things if a guy's really good he'll change the system you know i mean it's like if a guy's really good you can't can't hold them down you know top guys I mean, and you don't have to be Michael Jordan, but, you know, a guy with real talent will find out how to score in any situation uh, with just immediately, uh, especially in an open flowing offense with a going through a guy like Sabonis who's totally, totally unselfish. So I, I don't think that'd be a problem, to be honest. Uh, okay. So I Jerry, say, we, tried, you know, Jerry we tried to speculate on Sasha Vizankov and you, uh, with your coaching experience, I've always tried to tell uh, the fans, my, my experience, when somebody doesn't play, a lot of it sometimes can go back to what the coach sees in practice. Maybe they're, and I'm not saying this is necessarily true about Sasha, but maybe the guy's not putting in the work that the coaching staff wants, or maybe there's a beef between a player and a coach behind the scenes. And, you know, there are all kinds of things. But with this particular situation you think you'd like to see Sasha because the players that are getting minutes ahead of him aren't really producing consistently enough. So at least let's give this guy a shot. Is that your point? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's like, I, I certainly, he's disappointed me. Don't, don't get me wrong. I expected more 
when the season started. But but you know the thing I I firmly believe, and we've talked about over the years, is that that any reserve, uh, you know, playing two minutes here and three minutes there, don't expect consistent performances. It's not going to happen. happen. Can't happen. Can't happen. No. So, no. you know, we've seen Duarte get consistent minutes or Keon Ellis get for a yep. while or, or different guys. And and my feeling is, well, they've kind of played out their minutes. Uh, and I'd like to see him get the same opportunities. I, 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 I Will he make a big difference? I, I don't know about that. But I think, I think there's a chance that as a 20-minute guy, you know, he can make some shots. Uh, He's not athletic. He's not going to help your defense, but he is tough, and, you know, and he's very uh, skilled. I mean, he knows how to move without the ball, play without the ball, uh, all that. So I just think, you know, here's where the team is. They're a poor defensive team. They're probably not going to, barring changes personnel-wise, they're not going to get any better. No. So you better find a way to get better offensively. <laughs> and if you could, and and so if you can get three or four points better offensively, well, all of a sudden that changes changes things. So that that's that's why. All right, how about Bennett's? Uh, if you're looking for a great meal, prime seafood and steaks, Bennett's is awesome. Three locations: Sacramento, Howland Fair Oaks, in Roseville, Eureka Road, and Lead Hill Road, and of course their newest location, which opened up in the summer the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation. You will love it. It is an awesome place. And don't forget about their happy hour specials on appetizers and drinks on the weekend. They got the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib. It is awesome. And 60, that's right, six zero, 60 different types of wine available by the glass at Bennett's Restaurants. All right, three locations. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Jerry, uh, Ryan, what do you think about Sasha Vizankov? I'm with Jerry. Uh, what's it going to hurt giving him a shot? I, I mean, I think the Kings have kind of maxed out their record at this point um, in the season. So um, I think, you know, Jerry, you guys talk about him not getting consistent minutes. He shot the ball pretty well for not getting a ton of consistent minutes. So mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see what he does. Yeah, the thing, the one thing I, I do think, you know, is it certainly seems uh, that uh, Sabonis makes ev great efforts to get him shots. Yes. And, yes. And, and so it's a little bit like the Vlade Page thing, where Page early in his career, I mean, he really basically got every shot from Vlade. Yes. <laughs> so, uh. And uh, and so, so that to me, that gives it a little bit better chance of working. All right, here's a question. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso. Who moves the needle the most for this team, Jerry, of those three? Grant, Kuzma, Caruso. Well, yeah, that is a great question. I, I I probably would say Grant the most, and I'm not a big fan of, of uh, he or Kuzma per se, but they would both uh, they give the Kings something a little more than they have. I, I kind of think uh, – Grant is is more likely to fit in more. I think Kuzma is more used to being a, a a number one or two and all that sort of thing. And I think he might affect Keegan a little more. I think I think Grant would be the easier fit. Jerry, like love Caruso, when, we, we, like we love Caruso. we love we love when we were doing a game with Jerry and Grant. Jerry yeah. and Grant was our favorite player. We loved oh. it. Jerry and Grant, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. that was our favorite player. I mean, that yeah, I great. just like the fact that I got Jerry first. You know, Ryan, that that's yeah, a, you got first that billing. Was, 
Yeah, about time. I like it. it. Hey, Grant, give me Caruso. Give me Caruso. He he can legitimately guard one through four at times in the NBA. He's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife. He's low risk. He's a veteran. Another one in the locker room for the Kings. And also, financially, it leaves you with flexibility for the future. I'd like both of them. I mean, I think, you know, really, because Crusoe really shouldn't drain you. I don't know. You know, with Chicago, I don't think, you know, let's, my guess is they don't really want to trade him. <laughs> you know, they're trying to well, move Levine. Uh, but, but I mean, I, I do think that he would come in and, and fill a lot of the gaps that the Kings have, you know, defensively at several positions. So uh, I'd like, you know, if you could get Grant and Caruso, some way, then your team probably takes a full step forward. Yeah, Jerry, you know what's funny, and this is something not enough people are talking about, Grant, too, is the insiders, Woj, Shams, they're saying that this is going to be a seller's market and not a buyer's market at the trade deadline. So could the Kings be in a position where they could be overpaying for a Jeremy Grant? Could they overpay for an Alex Caruso? Well, the question you first of all have to ask yourself is as a general manager, do you feel that this team right now is capable of delivering what is realistic? Okay. And at the beginning of the season. So to me, and again, maybe I'm not, I shouldn't be speaking for Monty McNair, but I know Vivek and I know what Vivek's expecting. And I can 100% guarantee you there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes right now that's not pleasant. This team is expected by those that make the decisions in the franchise to win a playoff series this year, okay? Not win a championship, win a playoff series. So I think you have to ask yourself the question, as we're now almost, well, we are at the halfway point of the season, is this team, the way it's constructed right now, capable realistically of winning a playoff series? And my opinion to that has not changed. The answer is no, because they're so bad defensively and they can't beat you any other way. They're a bad free-throw shooting team. And the teams that are ahead of them right now, I don't know who the Kings would beat in a playoff series other than maybe Oklahoma City only because of matchups. Mm. And, again, I'm not so sure about that. I don't think they'd beat Minnesota. I don't think they'd beat Denver. I don't think they'd beat Clippers. I mean, they wouldn't beat the Pelicans. I just – so so you have to go by that. Very basic question, Jerry. Is this team, the way it's constructed right now, good enough to win a playoff series? In my opinion, I don't think they are. Yeah, it'd take a, just the right matchup for them. I mean, of the so-called playoff caliber teams, I, I kind of think they're, they are they could beat Dallas because Dallas is a little bit like the Kings, uh, you know, yep. depending on two guys making shots, which normally yep. Irving will. But, uh, so, but, but the other ones are – little scary uh you know the matchups are tough there's no doubt about it and so yeah i think if you're monty mcnair and i think what you're thinking and and uh and the thought is it's not about championships right now you know it's it's make the team better you know make the I'm team better. You, ryan jerry and, and i know this forward, i don't want to yeah. i don't want to throw anybody under the bus here but i mean yeah. i think it's common knowledge if this team regresses this year, and they haven't done that yet because it's a long season, so I'm not ready to – I know where they are right now in the standing seventh, but things can change in a hurry in this league. If this team regresses this year significantly, because I think you know, you'd have to be an idiot not to recognize that the West is better this year, but if this team regresses significantly, 
in that department because of the owner of this team. Just understand that. It is going to be miserable for the coaching staff and Monty McDermott. I mean, miserable. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes with this franchise. Trust me. I can only imagine. And, you know, last year there was enough pressure for this team to make a move, right? And you only get Kessler Edwards at the deadline. So if there's not a move this year, then what's the fan base going to do? Are you going to get pressure there as well? Yeah, I think, you you know, there's no question. I, I think Monty probably is really trying to do something that would give a little spark. And like I say, even if it's a, an addition that you can, you know, you could look forward saying, well, it's not the answer, but it makes us a little better and it takes us forward. You know, in other words, uh, you know, not a, a 35-year-old guy to give you a little punch, but a 25-year-old guy that you can count on as part of this thing. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot on the line. Guys, good show today. Um, I think we've covered the meltdown last night and, Jerry, you made a really good point because I said this on my rant. I thought Milwaukee played about as poorly as you could with their clock management in the final 30 seconds, which allowed the Kings to even get the game to regulation, and then the Kings handed it back to Milwaukee. But I think you made a really good point. That game against the Bucs should have never gotten overtime. The Kings were beyond fortunate with the way the Bucs used the clock. They fouled way too early with time on the clock there, and I thought that was big-time mistake. So you're, you're right about that. You, you know, they were lucky to even get the game in overtime in Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, it's always one of those things when you're the other team that, that uh, makes up the gap, you really don't think about it as much as opposed to the team that loses it. And, of course, they did all they had to do is make kings – all they had to do is make free throws uh, to, get the, to get the game. Uh, so, yeah, but – it's what it is, you know. Like I say, I, I just, I just think they're this team can get better uh, by making maybe a couple of minor things within, and if they do that and then get some help, you know, who knows? But I'm with Grant there. Yep. I think there's three or four teams that you wouldn't want to any part of. Guys, good job. Thank you very much. And uh, to those of you that uh, are joining us on all of these streams, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jerry Ryan. Good job, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Jay. And to everybody, yep. And to uh, everyone else, make it a good rest of your day. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.